this is Jacob Hudson, and you're listening to the New Strength Way podcast, where we guide you through becoming the strongest version of yourself through movement, education, and connection. Now let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the New Strength Way podcast. Uh, today, Nathan and myself are going to be talking about how to train and get the best results as possible when you don't have an unlimited schedule or you don't have super free time where you can train every day of the week. So. Uh, who, who are some examples of who this might be relevant for, Nate? Um, it normally comes down to a few things. There can be a combination or uh, variation in there. So it's normally career, uh, family, or sport, or a combination of those three things. Yeah. Mo- most of the time. Uh, so they have other commitments that take um, the priority, and they still want to try and optimize their health and fitness and strength, or whatever their goal may be, uh, except they just don't have that much time. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a huge thing. Like. We have quite a number of clients that can only get here two or three days a week, but get results yeah, in, sure. as if they were training four or five days a week. Yeah, I'm still surprised uh, to this day. Yeah, I, I'm constantly thinking back, as like, why did I need to train five days a week when these guys are way stronger than I was yeah. at that point in training and they're doing two days a week? Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, and a part of that comes down to obviously what's involved in the training so what are some things that we go towards for these guys or girls that are busy in their regular lifestyle and don't have unlimited amounts of time to train yeah so main things work like work capacity or work density so make sure you are getting a lot of work done in that period of time Uh, except we're still making sure we're not sacrificing quality so one of their sessions... The goal's still got to be the goal, right? Yeah, exactly. So one of their sessions would have mainly full body uh, most of the time. For our guys, it is. Uh, for someone at home, it doesn't have to be, but I'd probably be... The more we do it, the more success we have with it, the more inclined I am just to tell people to do full body sessions. So you may have an emphasis on the day, but we're looking at making sure we hit multiple multiple lifts in that session. So it would be squatting, benching, and deadlift to some variation in that session, then doing your accessory work, and then repeating that on the second and third session in some variation. So instead of doing like what I guess you'd classify as your normal body part split where you hit legs one day and whatever else, how that goes, you're really achieving the same frequency of your lifts in two to three days as if you would, or possibly more too. If someone's yeah. squatting three times a week, doing three sessions a week, then the person that's doing the six days a week and doing the body part split, technically the person's gonna be doing more anyway. Uh, that has the higher frequency. So. In, to put it simple, work density, make sure you're supersetting stuff and getting the most out of the session, but also, like you said, don't lose sight of the goal and try and have a high frequency of your lifts. Yeah, and that's, that's probably a common mistake that I think we find a lot of people when they don't have as much time to train, go, all right, well, I'm just gonna put my, I'm just gonna go really, really hard, like everything's gotta be super up tempo and it basically turns into like an F45 circuit. Yeah. Uh, but when you're, like we're very, very big believers in that the core foundation needs to start with strength yep. as the the base of the program, and then your higher intensity stuff can be built on top of that. But if you're not lifting the heavier weights and you're wanting to de- develop uh, muscle or maintain as much muscle and lose as much body fat as possible, if that's your goal, like you really need to be lifting first and doing that with tiny little weights uh, so that you can go 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off, or whatever it is like. 10 minute MRAP to get it done and only touching like a empty 20 kilo bar isn't gonna get you those results over the long mm, term. For sure. uh, particularly those guys that are looking to still be strong and gain muscle. Like you might, you might still be able to lose body fat when you're just turning over a lot of energy in those times, but you're not gonna at the end of that point have the body that you're after with, with that, like the lean 
uh, muscular athletic physique that you're after in that case. Yep. So what are some, let, let's go a little bit more detail into the program. Uh, we, we touched on full body workouts, some accessory stuff. Um, what about the guy that likes to do his buys and tries, like party pump Friday uh, as his normal training? How do you fit that into that schedule? Because that's one of the things that I think we do really, really well with our guys is we give what they need, but then also what they want in that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it does come back down to like you have to do some things that are, I guess, um, enjoyable and just fun. Um, and there's still a place for isolation work, definitely. It just you need to prioritize your your workout with your goals. So if you say if someone wants to squat 200 kilos, then they're probably going to emphasize the squat in their sessions. They wouldn't be putting it at the back end of the session, so that takes their priority, and that's where they're going to apply most of their energy. So mainly going to go from our compound lifts with our main focus, uh, say our A series, so you come in, you do your warm up, then we might start on squats and pull ups, and then we'll go through, we might have bench press and some kind of deadlift variation, and then the arms and shoulders and isolation work, like your curls and your lateral raises will come through last, and that's for a few reasons. One, so we can put our energy where we're going to get the most return on investment, uh, except two, your isolation work doesn't require require a lot of you neurally or anything like that. It's mainly tension and fatigue you're looking for. And you can accumulate tension and fatigue whilst fatigued. It's yeah. much harder to hit maximal weights efficiently and productively when you are fatigued. So do those things first and then you throw them in the back end. Cool. And then, and then that's where you can have a bit of variation as well because that's a pretty common one that a lot of people talk about is needing something varied and stimulating in their training like we we use a bunch of different variation at the back end of those sessions yeah. once the once the guys have got their main work done and not that that stays the same all the time anyway we have a, a variety of different yeah reps there's always reps like that sort of yeah, stuff. your bread and butter lifts and yeah. they don't change too much like it's yeah it's i think that that's something like you said we do do well where you you need you do need some variation for enjoyment, and there is a place for variation in progress, but there, it, not as much as people think. Like you have, you do have like your bread and butter lifts, and you try and progress and get better on them. If there's too much variation, then there's no adaptation. But when you go through your down the back end of your session where you're doing, I don't know, maybe curls and some shoulder work, when the goal is tension and fatigue, you can do that through multiple different movement patterns, but yeah. when you're trying to have a specific goal or a specific outcome, you need to practice the skill and you need to put load through the movement pattern itself and then go from there. So um, long story short, variation has its place um, and definitely is a minimal effective dose kind of thing. Cool, and let's talk about uh, nutrition for these guys and girls. What's the main things that they need to focus on given that they don't have unlimited amounts of hours to be high on the energy expenditure range? Um, so it depends. Um, if someone's, It depends on the goal and education around nutrition so they understand what it is. So if someone came to us and they wanted to build muscle, we'll educate them around how to eat to do that. So it would be a small caloric surplus, make sure they're getting enough protein and, and make sure they're eating enough carbohydrates to fuel their sessions and also give them enjoyment throughout the dieting process. If someone's trying to lose body fat, it'd be educating them around how a caloric deficit works. If they're only training, let's say, two times a week, then you'd need to ensure they were remaining in that caloric deficit outside of that um, and just understand how the total and the weekly total works. But it's definitely eating to support your goal. Yeah, and for sure. Everyone's goals can be different, so then that, that advice can be different, but it, that's the one rule that stays. You need to eat for whatever you want. If you want to get strong, you need to eat to get strong. If you want to get lean, you need to eat to get lean. And, so on and so forth. 
For sure. Like, so some basic ideas, I guess, for some of those guys as well would be if you are going to have some days where, which are more calorie dense, uh, then probably fitting that around those days that you do train can also be helpful just as some uh, balancing out. Obviously those days your energy expenditure is going to be a little bit higher. The yeah. days where your energy expenditure is going to be a little bit lower, then yeah. that's where it's going to be a little bit easier because the other thing is exercise makes you hungry too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's like if the person, let's say the person has 14,000 calories a week they get to play with, um, just a random person, then if they want to use two high days on their training days, they can and take those calories from other days and it's just completely up to them how they want to arrange it and have their weekly total calories and how they want to break it up. Uh, I think it's just having the flexibility there as well, knowing that they can do that um, and just seeing what works best. Ten points if you've got limited time to train. So first one is making sure that you f do full body workouts, way more effective. We're going to front load those workouts with your main strength exercises, whether it be your squats, bench press, pull-ups, uh, deadlifts, those sort of variations there and then backloading your workouts with either accessory work or stuff that you feel like doing, muscular work or there are high intensity conditioning stuff. Uh, secondary to that is just understanding your nutrition and what, yeah, goes, in, what goes into that for still achieving your goals because if you don't have as much time to train you're not going to need as many calories over the course of the whole week and just fitting that into making sure that you're getting towards what you're about. The other thing I think it's probably important to add is making sure that your sleep and stress and that sort of stuff is still in check. Your recovery is still important, yes, that you're not training as much, uh, but most of the time you've got a reason for that, whether that might be that you're working long hours, that stuff still accounts into overall stress and yeah. you still need to be recovering. I don't almost say that's more fatiguing than training for most people. <laughs> Definitely, like, for sure. To be honest, like most people that we see, like an athlete's a different story. Um, but for general pop, there's no way most their stress is going to come from their training. Like yeah. even if you're training as hard as you can three days a week, most of your stress is going to be outside of training. There's only so much you can stress your system in three hours a week when there's all the other hours left. So that's definitely a, a good take home point to add, Jake. Definitely. Make sure your stress outside of training is in check to make sure you're recovering. Yeah, so just make sure your recovery is on point, strength focus, full body workouts and keep your nutrition in check. That's it guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.